Welcome back to Fast Times at Formula One. This is episode 17. Um, for the viewers, I know you guys are going to be disappointed. It's just Brian and I this week. Uh, apparently Dakota has to play with his softballs, I think, for a championship or something. I don't know. Don't get it, but it's just Brian and I this week. Yeah. I mean, are they going to be disappointed? We don't have to listen. I, I'm, gonna, I'm actually kind of not... Not uh, too sad about it because the nonsense that he was posting in about his predictions last week. I'm just glad we don't have to hear about it right now. Oh fuck! I know, right? So great. God, blown up the chat because he thinks he is so good at predicting. None of us are good at predicting. We just we just come up with a good idea. Hopefully, pray to God it works out. In majority of the time, it doesn't because the Formula One gods hate us. Well, this week was just a clusterfuck. Five, too, dude. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely was. Um, what was your initial thought on the race? Or if you could describe the race in one word, what would you say? One word. Uh, accelerating. Accelerating. What did I say that? Maybe exciting. Yeah, I would say I would say exciting. I don't know why I said accelerating. Exciting. I would just say damn. Yeah. That's mine. Like it, we'll get it more into it, but damn, that's like that's all I got there. Uh, some we'll touch on some news slash rumors that are still circulating from this week, uh, from last week as well. Uh, still Porsche rumor to um, be teaming up with Red Bull, supposed to be announced this weekend at the Red Bull Ring. Uh, I think that's a good spot if they're going to announce it. Uh, why not do it at your home track? You literally own the track as well, so I think it's a good play. Yeah, I mean, d- d- yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm sure that it's going to be about the next couple weeks. There's got to be all calendar announcements for next year and as well as just driver's contracts and anything else among those lines. So it's going to be – news is going to be pop in the next couple weeks. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing where some of these drivers end up, like Seb. Uh, still kind of meeting with Aston Martin hasn't struck a deal yet. I would be big sad if Seb doesn't get a seat next year. Oh, for sure. Especially coming after a big birthday weekend for the guy. I know. Happy birthday, Seb. Got points too. Yeah. So I, I think he deserves a spot to be an F1. Yeah. Like I think he's going to be there as long as he wants to be. I just want to see him in a competitive car again. Because those green Red Bulls ain't, ain't working out for him. Yeah, I mean, those, those things, it's a battle for a point or points, basically, with that Aston Martin. Yeah. Like, they're getting one or two points a weekend. Yeah, they're, I would say their pace is always, like, P8 and below. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's with some of the top drivers either having difficulties with their car and or they crash. Yeah, they need a lot of help to get that into that that P eight spot, which I don't get. Like Aston, they look good. Like it's a tale of two cars almost every weekend. It's like, oh, this car looks good this week. It looks fast, and then nothing. Or man, it didn't qualify worth a shit. But oh, hey, we got into the points this week. Like it, there's no consistency there, which kind of drives me nuts. Right, and I put I put the money on the 
on the Aston Martin this weekend because they were so quick in practice. Oh, they were so good. And then it rains in quality, and after that, it was, I mean, kind of they got lucked out with half the field crashing right off the bat, but we'll go into that later. Yeah, but, like, with them qualifying where they, or the how they looked in practice, they qualified well in Canada with the rain, so I don't get why. No idea. Yeah. They're Doesn't still trying sense. to figure that out, just like how Alpine's trying to figure out how Fernando was so fast in Canada with losing power. <laughs> yeah, We'll go right into it with qualifying now. Like we said, Aston uh, can't perform in the rain. The GOAT himself, Latifi, made it to Q3. That was, uh, I was quite surprised by that. Did not see that one coming. I think, ever, think everyone was. And it's funny because, yeah, Albon was the one that got the upgrades this weekend, and Latifi is still in... The old old specs, and he. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind it's in the rain, but still. So hey, congrats to. Yeah, you you would think Albon would have would have had the better better qualifying. Yeah, and again, put money on him. Yeah. And uh, lap one lost me a lot of money. So what I'm hearing is when you put money on someone, you, you you've been losing. So you should probably stop doing. Jeez, oh, I mean ah. Oh. We had Albon going in. I was like, okay, this is my thought process here. I was like, all right, we got Albon's has a quality bad, but he's got the upgrades for the race, which is going to be dry. So I was like, okay, here we go. And Aston Martin was quick during practice, poop quality. So I was like, fine, whatever. It's it's what it's the rain. I mean, they didn't do too bad at the end of the day, but still. This was a, a wild race. It was a wild weekend. Yeah, for, that's for sure. Like, you, we got Carlos getting his first pole, Latifi making qualifying in P10. That was really the, the big three out of... Oh, and then the weather. Like, practice, sunny. Little bit of rain. Quali, rain. Race, sunny. Like, it was... Like, even parts of the track during, like, quali, quali or even practice where... Yeah, this sector's dry... But it's dumping rain over here, so let's ride out, run out on the the enters and stuff. Like it was a tale of almost like three three races all wrapped up into one. Yeah, and I think that just goes to show what <laughs> the typical weather is in in Britain. Yeah. It's just like probably like Seattle. Dude, I figured it they rains, were in Idaho and then sunny, cloudy. It it was all. It, actually, it felt like it was in Arizona with the monsoon season. It's sunny half the day, and all of a sudden it rains for twenty minutes. Yeah. That, that but was it was coming down in, in, in quality yeah. for a little bit, and then it stopped, and they came back. Yeah. So drivers were making a lot of... How about... We didn't talk about Max Max and Charles' spin, which oh, was sick. Dude, Max's spin was dirty. I can't. I still can't believe he, those he, bold, he wrote it out. And still had a faster lap. Both those guys. Me. Yeah, that, that was... Both those guys spun... Perfect 360 kept going. Damn. Max was like, yeah, I was just warming the tires. <laughs> yeah. And what Quali was kind of like to me was they were, it was like racing. Because they couldn't like do a hot lap, bust a lap down, go pit strategy. It was like they stayed out there the whole time. Yeah. They stayed out for like five or six laps. And then if they wanted to change tires, which they typically didn't, they were they were just... It was a guessing game on when the, the track was going to be the driest for quality. Which made it exciting. Uh, that's the one thing I really liked about it. Yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, it was it was fantastic. 
Going into the race, let's just go right off the bat. Holy shit, dude. That start, damn. Um, you had... <sighs> yeah. I... What so, I caught... What, I got what were it, your thoughts? It was insane. But, like, I didn't see it live. I, like, I started the race, and I turned it on on F1 TV, and... It was like red flag. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I just need to go back. I need to, I was trying to go back to the beginning right away. And I was like, what the hell happened? So I just kind of fast forward through like the interviews at the start. Start of the race. I was like, holy shit. Like I thought Joe died. When I saw him upside down, I was like, oh shit. And then that tor- that tumble he did over the, the tire wall, I was like, Joe's dead. I was like, he hit that, that wall or that fence still cooking and all i could think of was um i forgot who it happened to but it was at the las vegas speedway back in like 2008 maybe 2009 uh indy was there and one of the drivers flipped and hit the fence going like 180 and ended up dying because of internal internal bleeding from his organs because his organs jesus just yeah, so that's what I thought. I th- I didn't think Joe was going to come out of that, and he did. Uh, shows you, uh, thank God for those halos, because I think the halos saved him again uh, when he was upside down sliding. Yeah, did you see the the pavement picture that people were, when they went on the silver the track, that it literally took out a ch- like a solid straight line, probably like 10 oh, feet no. long. Of like just like a, it's the halo just scraping across the ground. I saw the sparks from it, but no, I didn't see that picture. I'm, I definitely want to go back and find that. That's insane. Yeah, that that I loved George's reaction. That was at first I was like, the thing was I was watching like right from the beginning, and I and I was like, I watch it and I'm like, was that I? They do the. They go around turn one, and then they go to, like, turn three, three, or two and three, and I'm, like, watching. I'm, like, was that a car upside down? And they don't show anything. They're only showing George. They show George, P- Pierre, and someone else, the initial, like, screening, but Albon. they announced that someone was flipping. Yeah. So I was, like, okay. But then they show George, and George gets out and runs. I'm, like, where is George running to? And they're not showing it on TV. So... Uh, I was just like, "What? What's happening?" And then I see they don't even—they don't—they're not even saying who it is. They're—they uh, say I see, but I see on the standings on the left side that Joe is out. I'm like, "Okay, this is this is not good. They're not showing Joe." Yeah. All this, and I'm then they what shit like 15, 20 minutes go by, at least, and they're like, "Joe is moving," and I was like. Okay, thanks for the update because we had no idea. Yeah, that, that yeah, that was scary when they actually started showing the replays. I was just like, that dude just perfectly timed, flipped over the tire barrier. Yeah, into the fence and is basically upside down at like a forty-five degree angle, upside down. Yeah, like that. I knew it was bad because they didn't say the driver and they didn't show the replay. Like you said, for like twenty minutes, I was like, damn, this is a bad fucking accident. George gotta give a lot of credit to him. He, he essentially DNF'd himself by getting out of the car and running over to check on him, which I gave him all the all the props in the world. That's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, that way to be a, way to be a mate and a homie to to just run up there and see what he could do. 
Um, George wasn't going anywhere. Like, didn't have a rear tire. Um, he said that he was going to try to drive it, but the marshal said no. And next thing he knew, it was on the back of a flatbed, so he couldn't really go anywhere with it. Albon, on the other hand, too, had his crash was kind of nasty now, his... too, but not a lot of to- not a lot of people really talked about it because Joe's was just so significant and just so massive. Yeah, I think what was Albon's problem was at least two cars smoked Albon because he hit the inside barrier and went back across the track and it was just it was hell going into turn one yeah is that how uh, yuki fucked up his wing was hitting I, honestly there was so much there was so much parts uh, yuki i don't even know there was two alfataris involved in the crash yeah. y- yuki was somewhere in the back because it started like between uh george george pierre latifi latifi passed yeah. Yeah, and then it and then it kind of dropped back to like P15 because Albon was down there. I think P15 exactly. No, he was P16. Esteban was uh, 15, and he, somehow their engine, uh, Alpine's engineers fixed that damn car because yeah. his suspension was dude. Damn, I that was awesome. I saw that like they put in some wrench. That car was that, quick too. That red flag. Yeah. Not what I was expecting. Yeah, prop to those engineers. You had... Oh, during that red flag, dude, I loved how Carlos was just chilling in his car. Like, everything on, just, like, ready to go. He's like, all right. And they hadn't even done, like, a 10-minute warning they have to do. Like, he was just chilling there. I think he sat in his car for, like, 40 minutes. He was there for a long-ass time. And no shot. I mean, he was in the zone. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's why he won. But I wouldn't have been in that, that car. I mean... Lewis was over there doing uh, tail whips on a scooter. Yeah. Daniel was vibing, vibing to some like Ricky Martin. Yuki was taking a power nap on the wall, and I think Lando was playing Minecraft on the on the on the computer. Like, <laughs> all while Carlos is just sitting in his car, like ready to go. Yeah, I think that might have attributed a little bit to him uh, focusing up, or just like he was just tuning out. Fuck the team orders. Fuck whatever Ferrari says. They suck. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna race. Kind of thing. I did thought. I did think it was interesting how they set it back to the original starting grid because there was a lot of debate right. on. Did you watch it on F1 TV or ESPN? I was on F1 yeah, TV. Yeah, because they were talking a lot about it. They're like, well, usually when there's a red flag, they default back to the last lap. But since no lap was completed, are they going to go back to the start? Happened. Like, what? What do we do? Because they talked about that for maybe like ten minutes, and then. Uh, before they could really announce it, you could see the the guys shuffling around the cars in in the pit lane. Like they saw, you saw Max moving back, Charles moving up, Lewis moving back. Lewis had a fantastic start. Like he got a killer right. jump off the off the line. I mean, I didn't see any big complaints about no. that though. I think everyone was kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah it, okay. It made a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, Car- Max had a Max had a wicked start yeah. too, and. He was he was by Carlos. Uh, another thing that we didn't, I mean, another lap one incident was, <clears throat> luckily, I mean, I'm not saying luckily, but this is in the chain of events that those, the protesters went onto the track and then were lined, sitting there. Imagine if that red flag didn't happen, and those guys came around, going a buck, even a buck twenty. They're not gonna they're not gonna be able to dodge no. those people. And I mean. Regardless of what you're protesting or anything, that that is not the way to do it. Especially, that's not the timer place. Yeah, I mean, you could protest a lot, a lot other ways, but putting yourself and as well as others in danger that 
who that could have been so bad and if that was on TV, that would have, that would have been absolutely terrible. Yeah, like I'm I'm all about a, like if you want to protest, do it. You have that right, but time and a place. And Lewis even said that too. And he's the, like the biggest social justice warrior out there, especially in Formula One. He's like, if you want to protest, protest, but do it safely and not in that manner. Like you said, if I couldn't imagine if they were green flag and they're on the racing line and you got Max coming at. 120 140 yikes um oh yeah and then it's got to be body parts for all the racers behind them yeah like just look at the video of latifi hitting a groundhog at uh oh yeah like yeah canada like that's just just bad george's streak came to an end of p5 finishes kind of shitty in a way uh i was hoping to see him continue that streak all, all good things must come to an end. I'll tribute to. It's funny that uh, do you do you watch that that guy on TikTok that sits in the bed that's a race car? Yeah, yeah he predicted that George would be out. He would end this streak this weekend. He also did predict that Charles would win, which sure as hell could have yeah, happened. Definitely could have. We'll go back to to Charles, uh, but you had uh, Botas and Ocon retire. Uh, Ocon. His retirement was huge because it gave yep. us the safety car with 12 to go. Safety car pits, you have, or safety cars on the track, and then you have Lewis, Carlos, and Checo all pit for fresh softs. You have Charles out there just chilling in P1, just, just chilling on old, what is it, old hards or mediums? I think they're on mediums. So old mediums. Could have been hards. Yeah. It was just not the move yeah. to be out there regardless. There's talks that Ferrari didn't want to double stack. They didn't feel like they had the time to. They wanted uh, Char- or Carlos to give uh, Charles 10 car lengths in space, and Char- uh, Carlos was like, no. There was a lot of team orders that were being issued, or Ferrari was like, you should do this. And like Both Carlos and Charles were like, no, I'm not doing that, or being a little aggressive and they're like oh no you're right maybe we should do what you say like let's just go ahead and do this like it was insane like the drivers ran the race for ferrari i feel like didn't really listen to their engineers and just kind of it was like the wild west with those two cars which led for some exciting fucking racing i will say that yeah that was probably the top i mean another race where the safety car comes out at the end and makes it fucking exhilarating but this was the best one so far yeah this was by far the best i think but, uh, Jesus, Charles got screwed. So hard. Yeah, and congrats to Car- Carlos, but, yeah, that was another thing. Like, why were they, like, oh, yeah, hold up, Lewis. You know, why would... Wh- Carlos has the faster tires. Come on. Yeah. We're no, we're, we know that he's gonna... He's gotta pass Charles. Real quick. Of course, too. Yeah. Dude, seeing... And everyone behind him, that was, like, sitting... That, if Carlos had done that, it's basically setting him up for bait, like... All right, good good luck defending Checo Lewis. Hell, even Fernando yeah. and Lando were kind of vibing right there too. So, yeah. Yeah, it, speaking of with Carlos, like, good on him for sticking up for himself. Especially 150th Grand Prix, finally gets his first dub. I think that was dope. And it was his first P, uh, first pole, qual two. Overall, I'd say it was a great week- weekend for Carlos. Balled out. Like, it, there was so much going on this week, too. It was a week of first for two drivers. Carlos with his first dub and Mick getting his first points. Huge. 
huge for Mick. Uh, I saw him in an interview with Seb uh, after the race. Seb was just like, yeah, go Mick, go. I want you to beat Max. Oh, wait, you're probably not, but yeah, go Mick, go. Go Mick, go. So I think that was that was cool, especially since Seb's his uh, pseudo father, essentially, on the track. Yeah, that, that was that was pretty awesome to see. To see Mick fighting off, Max. fighting the world yeah. champion. I, <laughs> and if there were maybe two more laps, Mick maybe would have got him. Mick probably would have, for sure. Yeah, because also Max, after the race, had that, what, like a 8 by 6 picture frame of AlphaTari under his car? Yeah, I mean, he knew something was broken. <laughs> yeah. That shit was definitely... Imagine driving... I think he drove, what, 40 laps at yeah. least with that stupid thing on his car, just fucking shit up. What I didn't understand... The aerodynamics were probably just chopped. What I didn't understand is why didn't that... Was it in, did it become embedded into his floor? Because wouldn't it have maybe come off during the pit stop when they jacked the car up? No, I, that had to be embedded yeah. under in the floor because he said the floor is broken. Yeah. And even after the race, it, you see Max like get on his hands and knees and like check it under the car <laughs> yeah. for this damn piece. And sure as shit, he pulls out a damn gold nugget out yeah. of that thing. I'm going to go back to Mick real quick. Uh, how many points do you think Mick will need to earn uh, this year to prove himself that he deserves a seat in F1 for next year? Um, I'm going to say within 10 of Magnuson. So not like points, period. I'm, I, I would say at least within 10 points of Kevin. Okay. Maybe 20. 10 to 20. So we got... where's k-mag so k-mag's at 16 right mix at four honestly i would say mick would need to finish in the top 15 in points uh, so which means he needs to i'm gonna say there. he needs to be better than the the two williams he's got more so right now he's got more points than the two williams and stroll he's one point behind joe and then uh, seven points behind Yuki. Yuki's at eleven. So I think top fifteen. Yeah, I'll probably I would probably go ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm hoping Haas can continue the momentum because they did get double points, which was quite nice for him. Yeah, Gunther was hyped, which is always yes, good to was. see. Uh, a hyped Gunther is always a good time. It's always a good Gunther. Anything else you got on the race? Oh uh, no. I mean, we'll go into Dakota's Donkey Awards. What was so kind of or Dakota's Awards, that he wrote down. Now, we could call them Dakota's Donkey Awards because they were not the best this week, I think. Well, I think the Ricky Bobby is well-deserved. Yeah. I mean, or he put, he put down Checo. Good pick. I would also have picked uh, the Halo, the Halo Engineers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Driver, though, Checo, hell of a drive after going having to pit to get a new wing and then finishing P2. That's yeah. a fucking Speaking drive. Of- Speaking of the wing, uh, Charles drove the entire race with with uh, one side of his uh, front wing all gone, the vertical vertical side. They said he lost about like five percent, like five points of downforce. Yeah, I I don't think it's a big factor as long as it's not dangling and fucking yeah. off or anything. Because that was the like in Canada with K Mag, they're like, oh, it's not affecting, but just because it's dangling there, it's gonna it cause debris. So uh, yeah. I think it's Checo, hell of a drive. Ricky Bobby goes to you this weekend. Yeah, way to go, Checo. Uh, the donkey. Ferrari straight up fucking up Charles's race again. Bad management with pits, I think. Uh, not pitting him, doing the double stack. Kind of fucked him. The arguing back and forth with the drivers and their team orders and what when to pass, when not. 
I think is insane to me. Ferrari with the donkey this week. And that being said with Charles, three months since his last podium, which is insane to me. Yikes. Yeah, fucking April. <laughs> uh, we'll go into the snooze meter. I'll go first. 10 out of 10. So fucking exciting. The last t- 10 laps, once when it went green flag, edge of the seat racing. I loved every second of it. I wanted more of that. I want more of that every week. Brian, what do you got? I want to give it a 10, but it's so early in the, early in the season that I still want more. Still eating at the bit. I'm going to go 9.5 on the snooze meter. Okay. Just because I... I want more of this. Yeah. I mean, I loved every bit of it. So, this is yeah. This, this is why you can't hit F one. I mean, luckily everyone was safe after what happened in lap one, and it, it led to an, a very exciting end of the race. Um, I mean, not the re- the wreck, but the end of the race was very exciting. Thank you, Esteban, for uh, sacrificing your car to the Formula One gods. To get us that safety car with 12 to go. Thank you. We'll go to the we'll go to Austria first. Yeah, we got Austria this weekend, aka the Red Bull Ring. I'll go first with my predictions, even though I was the last to uh, predict, but still gonna go with them. I'll go with them first. Uh, I got Charles P1. Hopefully, gets everything kind of sorted out. Breaks that uh, three month empty period of not being on the podium. Uh, Lewis. Merck looked quick. Lewis, I think, has the pace or can have the pace to compete with Ferrari and Red Bull. A little bit of luck happening, I think, is going to take a little bit of luck is going to have to happen to get him into P2. Uh, I have Max P3, uh, Checo P4, and then George back on his uh, top five ways uh, with George in fifth. Brian, what do you got? I'm going to go just based on this is Red Bull's home race. They fucking dominated last year. I mean, well, at least with Max. So, and, I mean, I think Max, God forbid he doesn't run into some crazy piece of debris. I think Max has got P1 on lock. Charles comes back. It looks like everyone's feeling the same thing back onto the podium. So, Charles P2. Checo's right behind him. Carlos. So, the big, the Ferraris and Red Bulls have a solid weekend. And, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with Lewis. I think he's got to be up there, but I'm just going to put him at P5. Uh, I mean, he had a great weekend. Actually, both him and George were solid the whole weekend. But Lewis was faster Yeah, going in. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to put him P5. Do you think Lewis had that extra kick in his step because it was uh, Silverstone? Shit, maybe. I mean, he loves that track. He's dude dominates there. Won basically the last four or five. Yeah, dude dominates so, there. Yeah, I mean, he came back with a 10-second penalty after crashing Max last year and won the race with ease. The other thing I was going to say or ask you is, did didn't they did they race at the Red Bull Ring twice last year? Or in 20, was it 20? No, never mind. 2020 is 20. when they did. Yeah, Because okay. COVID. I think last year, let's see. I'm pretty sure Lando had podium last year. Right? Yeah. It was Max, Valtteri, Lando, and then Lewis last year. That would be dope if Lando was up there. But I want to see Lando get his get that dub. I really want to see him get a, get a P1. It'll happen. No, I definitely will. Definitely. I'll read off Dakota's. Uh, Dakota is a copy uh, cat. Uh, he just probably did Control-C, uh, Control-V. Holy shit. Um, he, he only switched like, two things with you. He's the copy-paste king over here. Uh, Charles P1. Max uh, P2, uh, Lewis 3, Checo 4, George um, in 5th. So 
don't know. Uh, Dakota and I kind of have the same similar picks with Lewis and George both on the – well, have the same top five but just in different orders. Uh, I think we all have the same five, top five. Yeah. Yeah, Dakota and I – Oh, wait, I is, no, I don't have George. Dakota and I's only difference is – I have Max in third, he has Max second, and I have Lewis second. The Orange Army's got to be out, so Max has got to show up for the... It's got to be Orange fucking gas or flares the whole race. Dude, you know what? That could be be a play, is uh, when we start sitting down to try to actually go to one of these races like next year, is Austria. I'm telling you, dude. I'm all for a European race. Yeah. But if we go to Europe... We need to go in at least two weeks, two different races. Like I, I saw uh, Josiah F1, the Twitter guy or TikTok guy. He's he's he went to Silverstone and now he's going to the Red Bull Ring. I think he's there for the. Oh wait, there's just two races because then it goes to another break. We'll go into team news now. Well, I'll read off McLaren for Dakota. Uh, Daniel Daniel said that he was still puzzled on how he had no pace because uh, Lando had pace. Lando looked good. Daniel not so much. Like. I don't think Daniel's going mean, to be there much longer. Uh, I just don't... Yeah, Lando's P5, and he he was, like, outside the top 10 the whole race. I'm like, what the heck? Like, what, what is he doing? And, I mean, if he comes out and says that car has no pace, I mean, Jesus. Not looking good. It's rough. Uh, not looking good for him there. Uh, I want to see him around, though. He, he reminds me a lot like a young Seb with some of the just the antics that he does. But... That only goes so far. Like, Seb did it, but also produced three world titles. Or four. No, three. And there are three in a row. Like, you gotta do something. But team news with Haas. Shit quality. Double points finish. I'll take it. Upgrades. Gonna come in hungry, apparently. Uh, so hopefully they still do. And hit on it earlier. Mick Schumacher got his first points. He's got more than Latifi now. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I'm excited for him. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm excited for Mick to finally get points. I want to see him stay around, and I want him to start start shedding those haters from him. So, uh, Brian, what do you got with uh, Alpine? Uh, I mean, they look like they're going to have a solid weekend, even after fixing Ocon's suspension. But then, as you heard at the end of the race, Ocon had a fuel pump issue. Well, Otmar believes it was a fuel pump issue, which really sucks because those would have been a great weekend for both alpine drivers so fernando did great still at the end of the day p5 no penalties this time yeah i mean they're they're all they're all ready for next this weekend probably pumped right he did break another record broke another record he broke the record for the most miles driven in a formula one car saw a graph it would be that his miles driven is equivalent of driving around the world 23 times yeah i don't think anyone's gonna beat that not at all unless I, I don't see any young drivers anymore that are going to be, like, sticking out that long. Max. No way. I could see Max maybe doing it. Or Lewis, depending on how far he is. I think sure Max said that he doesn't want to do it already. That's a, that's a lot. Max is like, I'm going to be retired. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of money. Which hell. Yeah, for sure. You got uh, any final thoughts? Final thoughts? Uh, going into Austria, I hope, hope the Orange Army brings brings the best they can. Going, I'm going to probably be rooting for Max at their home track, especially since I predicted him number one. Yeah, that's fair. I just want an exciting race again. Maybe another safety car, 10 laps to go, green flag racing. But other than that, I got nothing. Uh, so uh, 
in the to quote uh, Dakota, it's time to go go get you get out of here. Meow. <laughs>